Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. All signs point to Brandon Miller for the Charlotte Hornets. Is he the right guy to pair with LaMelo Ball? And how much does that matter? Also, the Thunder could add some help in the front court in this draft. And the Cincinnati Reds are so back. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. He thinks Paul George is his GOAT, and it looks like he's going to be the number two overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft. Brandon Miller, according to the reports, is headed to Charlotte after Victor Wembenyama will go number one to the San Antonio Spurs. Doug Branson from Locked on Hornets joins me now. And Doug, there has been a lot of debate over the last few weeks and months about Brandon Miller versus Scoot Henderson. Um, there has been some speculation that this is because of the fit with LaMelo Ball. Why ultimately do you think this is at least where it looks like this is headed? Well, I just want to say there is no debate. Uh, Paul George is not the GOAT of basketball. <laughs> he might be Brandon Miller's GOAT, uh, but I don't think anyone is putting Paul George that high up on the uh, echelon of all-time basketball players. But uh, Brandon Miller does model his game after Paul George. Uh, wants to be a two-way player, prides himself on the defensive end, and can absolutely shoot the lights out. And, and ultimately, you know, I think that that may be why uh, the Hornets ultimately decide on Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson, because uh, he does sort of spec out as your prototypical super wing that has led uh, several teams over the past uh, few years uh, to, you know, NBA finals or even, I mean, the Hornets would take conference finals contention at this point. They would take a playoff series win. They haven't done that yeah. in 21 years. So anything that gets them a step closer to that is going to be a positive. Uh, so for all of those reasons and more, I think that they, they, you know, would be satisfied with Brandon Miller. But Scoot Henderson, also an interesting prospect as well. Someone I, I think I like a little bit better, but we'll see what the Hornets do. If, if let's just say, hypothetically, LaMelo Ball were not on the Hornets, do you think this is where we'd be headed? Perhaps, uh, but I think this, this organization uh, headed by, you know, Mitch Kupchak as the general manager and uh, Michael Jordan as the, as the, you know, majority governor, at least for now, uh, have, have always taken their own path. And they've fallen in love with guys in the draft and they've gotten their sights set on a player that they feel like will make the team better. And they've gone out and gotten that guy. You know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know that they've drafted for fit a ton. Um, I think they've, they've gone after players that they felt like uh, would, would be the best player at, at that spot. Now they haven't often found themselves in this position. Uh, typically they are drafting in sort of the late lottery position. So they haven't found themselves often in this early lottery position. So it's a little bit of a different situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there could be a fit issue, I guess, if if LaMelo Ball, his personality would would not jive with Scoot Henderson, who is somebody that has been on the record as saying, hey, I want to come into a team and I want to lead that team. If LaMelo Ball already feels like, hey, this is going to be my team, there may be some personality clashes. But in terms of their games, I don't think their games clash at all. I mean, I think these are two players that have complementary offensive games, at least. 
uh, because, you know, for all of Scoot's deficiencies in terms of consistency of three-point shot, uh, LaMelo can shoot the lights out from three, deep threes that extend defenses, whereas LaMelo is struggling right now to finish shots at the rim and get fouled, something that Scoot Henderson, I think, is going to excel at very early on in his NBA career. There is this this Paul hanging over Brandon Miller as a prospect, and it is his connection to an alleged murder. Um, no no charges uh, involved with him at, at this point. But this is while the Hornets are dealing with a really ugly situation with Miles Bridges, who, by the way, can play basketball this season. How do, how do you think that impacts this, even just from an optics standpoint? Well, we know that the Hornets sent their own team of, of investigators uh, to do to do some research on this uh, at Alabama. Uh, so they they have some information. They've conducted multiple interviews with him now um, in private. I know the interviews at the Combine weren't satisfactory. One would have to hope that the interviews that happened uh, with the organization were a little bit more satisfactory, had a few more answers for an organization. Because, look, you, you are investing a, a lot of money um, in these top picks, and you want to make sure uh, that it doesn't get derailed in the short term, certainly. But I mean, as we've seen with the situation that's developed around John Morant, that even if yeah. you know that that particular player uh, reaches that full potential, uh, that it could still be derailed by a player that's not exactly focused on uh, you know just being the best basketball player they are they could be on the court. And so you know, hopefully uh, they they have found those answers. Uh, but it is an interesting situation, right? Because you've got uh, a, an organization that is in flux, is in transition. A new ownership group is coming in. Uh, now, you know, Michael Jordan will have a, an investment, a, minor, a minority investment in the team. So he certainly has some some skin in the game. But at the same time, ultimately, whatever they choose here, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, it's it's going to be the new owner's problem, not Michael Jordan's problem. Stay up to date all year on the Charlotte Hornets by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Hornets on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. The Charlotte Hornets leading the show. What a time to be alive. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Thunder could bring in a key partner for Chet Holmgren in the front court during this draft. Before we get to that, an NBA offseason saga unfolded Wednesday night. Baseball season is in full swing and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. The Marlins host the Pirates in a close matchup according to the odds makers. FanDuel has the home Marlins favored minus 120 on the money line. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It looked like the next big domino to fall in the NBA offseason. Then it fell apart. Then it changed and got even bigger to become the next NBA mini blockbuster. It's not quite the Avengers, but maybe a Doctor Strange movie. The original trade would have sent Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, Chris Stapp's Porzingis to the Celtics, and Marcus Morris to the Wizards to make the salaries work. That deal reportedly fell apart Wednesday night over the health concerns about the oft-injured Malcolm Brogdon. Instead, Porzingis will reportedly opt into his deal this season and be headed to Boston anyway. Going out will instead be Marcus Smart, 
who is headed to Memphis, while the Grizzlies are sending backup point guard Tyus Jones to Washington. Plus, but wait, there's more. Plus, Memphis is sending the Celtics a first-round pick this year and one in 2024 to Boston. Did you follow all of that? The good news is, if you didn't, we have locked on Celtics, locked on Clippers, locked on Grizzlies, locked on all of all of these teams. There's there's going to be like six of them now that you could go check out. We have the local angles on all of it. The Denver Nuggets won the title and want to maximize their window, so they're working to add draft capital to make that happen. Denver will acquire the 29th and 32nd overall picks in Thursday's NBA draft in a trade with the Indiana Pacers. The Nuggets will send a 2024 first and the 40th overall pick in this year's draft to Indiana in the deal. Denver is preparing for the possibility of losing six-man Bruce Brown in free agency after he declined a $6.8 million option for next season. Memphis men's basketball coach Penny Hardaway has been suspended three games by the NCAA for recruiting violations and violating head coach responsibility rules. An infractions panel announced Wednesday that the violations are tied to two in-home visits in 2021 with a recruit from the high school class of 2023 who was referred to by the NCAA as a highly rated men's basketball prospect. According to the rules, Coaches can only have in-person contact with high school juniors at the prospect's school. Hardaway previously told the NCAA he was unaware of the rule. On the diamond, the Tampa Bay Rays earned a split of a weird two-game set with the Baltimore Orioles. And the Rays are able to take a split in Tropicana Field against the Baltimore Orioles. My name is Ulysses Sombrano, co-host of the Locked on Rays podcast. It was a short two-game series against uh, the number one and number two teams in the AL East. The Orioles took the first one. The Rays were able to take the uh, afternoon game behind a Tash Bradley that uh, looked impressive. Uh, he had six innings of one-run ball, which is the most innings that he has done so far in his uh, very young career. Uh, very big hits by both Randy Rosarena and Isak Paredes, who got started early with back-to-back jacks. The team is supposedly starting to get on a hot streak again with the bats. The Kansas City Royals are coming. It's a team that you should be able to take advantage uh, in 2023. So it's a four game series. Hopefully the Rays are able to take three uh, and they will start doing that with Shane McClanahan uh, on the mound. For this and much more of your Tampa Bay Rays, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on Rays and Follow us on any podcast platform out there, Locked On Rays. Raise up. Here is another story you need to know. Our Locked On NBA hosts put together the ultimate NBA mock draft as though they were running their teams. There were a couple trades that were made, including one by the Thunder that positioned them to add to their front court. The Oklahoma City Thunder elect to trade pick number 12 and the 2024 Utah Jazz pick back to Utah in order to get back pick number nine. The Thunder are comfortable with this trade. They move up in the draft to get a player that seamlessly fits in Oklahoma City, and they only give up one of their four 
2024 first round picks. Utah gets more flexibility out of the deal and the Oklahoma City Thunder get Taylor Hendricks, who is an awesome player that complements Chet Holmgren extremely well at that power forward position. At 6'8", Hendricks shot nearly 40% from beyond the arc. He's an excellent on-ball defender with positional versatility that the Thunder covet, that floor spacing on offense, that help side rim protection on defense. It would be unfair for the Thunder to get a talent like Taylor Hendricks in this draft class to pair with Chet Holmgren, SGA, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy, and the core continues to grow. The Thunder would be a force to be reckoned with. Interesting. So you just heard Ryland mentioning a possible partnership between Taylor Hendricks and Chet Holmgren. However, that is two very, very young players in your front court. How do you see those two skill sets shaping out in the NBA, Rafael? Well, I think the person that benefits most, most is Gilgis Alexander. If, right. if Hendricks and Chet are knocking down shots, he's already a, a great finisher. I mean, he's going to be able to just waltz into the lane because who do you help off of if both of those guys are, are shooting? I mean, I know Hendrick was at 39% from three. I know Chet shot a high percentage from three last year. Of course, we haven't seen them in the NBA, but if they're knocking down open shots and protecting the rim, Shea benefits defensively. If he gets beat, he's got some, some rim protection behind him. And on offense, he has floor spacing. So I like to pick. All right, Isaac, what's your insight? Well, to, to finish off what Rafael said, to, to put the numbers on it, Chet at Gonzaga was shooting 39% from three on 3.3 attempts per game. So, I mean, he was doing it with Taylor doing it. Both of these guys, like, you don't, Hendricks blocked 1.7 shots per game last year. Chet was just silly at Gonzaga. And so their ability on offense to step out, clear the uh, Red Sea for Shea to come down through it. Um, but then on the other side, I'm not trying to come in the paint against either of those guys. And so I, I think the way they would complement each other is phenomenal there. And again, Taylor Hendricks uh, un- maybe undervalued because of where he went. Don't don't miss that. Switchable. I think he's going to be switchable two through four defensively. I, I couldn't see him going all the way to a true center or a true guard, but you know, can can do what he needs to do offensively. I'd like to see him grow in his handle a little bit to where he could do a little bit of playmaking, a little bit of driving, uh, maybe allow SGA to go off the ball a little bit there. So it could be really interesting, but a true modern day NBA stretch for it for sure. It's really scary because, as we mentioned before the pick was announced, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the fifth best offense in the NBA this season, that was without Chet Holmgren on the floor. Now you add in Taylor Hendricks, two floor spacers. How high do you see the ceiling being for this Thunder offense? I mean, not much higher you can go then. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They're already the fifth highest scoring, for goodness sakes. Fourth. Was Third. it fourth? Uh, no, I'm, I don't oh, know. Stop it. <laughs> I'll say this. Both of those dudes, <laughs> they got to start eating. Like, go get some Oklahoma City mm-hmm. barbecue because Chet, I feel like I could just, like, poke him like that and his bones would break like a piece of peanut brittle or something. I don't know. But uh, and, and same for Hendricks. He needs to put some weight on, too. So that that is one concern I would have in our mock draft world. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think if they start together, their combined front court may weigh, like, a little less than 400 pounds. (laughs) Get set for tonight's NBA draft by checking out every episode of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft on the Locked On NBA channel. Find it on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
Coming up, after a really long absence, the Cincinnati Reds are back. The Cincinnati Reds haven't won a playoff series since 1995, and have spent much of the last 28 years with a losing record. When they called up Ellie De La Cruz, a new era was marked. When they began a winning streak that has reached 11 and is still going. The longest winning streak for the Reds in 66 years is only part of the reason host Jeff Carr from Locked on Reds is so happy. The Cincinnati Reds now have 11 wins and counting after sweeping the Colorado Rockies. And it is absolutely magnificent to see what this team has done this year. It was not expected by even the most ardent optimists when it comes to this ball club. I am one of them. I said that they would be much better this year than they were last year, but coming off a 100 loss season, the fact that the Reds currently sit in first place in the NL Central after winning their 11th straight ball game with a team that is made up of rookies, second year players, and a couple of veterans that really are either on their way out of the major leagues or are not necessarily going to be here for very long at all is just absolutely phenomenal. The way that this Reds team is built is all about the mental toughness. Every player on this team believes they can get the hit that's going to get this team over the edge. And if they don't do it, then they have the confidence that the guy behind him will. The ability for this team to not have to feel like they need to press in a tough situation. Not only do I think that this sort of success is sustainable this season, this is what the Reds are for now. And, and, and as long as guys like Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain are on the lineup card, Ellie De La Cruz and his absolute just Superman mentality when it comes to the game of baseball has absolutely transformed the Cincinnati Reds from a team that was listless, a team that was a laughingstock of Major League Baseball even just last year, now to a team that people are starting to say, could they be a dark horse for the World Series? That is where we are with this team, and there is absolutely nothing about the, the roster that Nick Crawl has put together, the development staff, the training staff, the coaching staff that supports this team that leads me to believe that they will not get it done. This team is going to win the NL Central, and this team is going to be dangerous in the playoffs, and I'm telling you that here in June, so you can book it in October, the Cincinnati Reds are back, baby. Look, here's the deal. I don't want to rain on... Jeff's parade seems like a nice parade. I like Jeff. But if the last 30 years have taught us anything about the Reds, it's don't get too excited. And so they're just going to have to show me before we start talking about, oh, they're set up to win for the next however many years. Let's try winning now. And I don't mean in mid-June. I mean in October. Let's try that. I, it's just a, a thought. And finally, the hype surrounding basketball phenom Victor Wembenyama surpasses that for anyone who has entered the NBA since LeBron James did so a generation ago. Is Wemby worried? He said, no, I don't let this, all this stuff get into my head because I got such high expectations for myself that I'm immune to all of this stuff. So I don't really care. 
Seems like he'll be a perfect fit in San Antonio, but also so perfectly French. That is that is just right on brand. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, we will tell you who had the best draft in the NBA. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.